Hey everybody, this is Scott from West New York Cruise, and welcome to this episode, and thank you for listening. Uh, I want to tell you what I did to this episode before I tell you what it's about, but um, I'm recording currently in my car. I thought that was an interesting thing to mention. I just upgraded my cell phone, and I went from iPhone to Android. I've been on iPhone since 3GS. Um, so I don't, man, I don't remember how many years ago that was, but I just switched to an Android and it came, the, uh, Samsung came with the USB to USB-C adapter and I decided, Hey, I'll throw a USB microphone into that adapter and see if it works. And guess what? It totally works. Uh, it seems really good too. So I'm recording this in my car, uh, while my kids are at gymnastics. Uh, that's pretty darn cool. I'm sorry. This episode came out to about an hour and a half. So I cut it down to an hour. I converted it to mono rather than stereo. So that effectively cuts the size of the file in half. Then I dropped the bitrate on it, uh, which also drops the size of the file. I wanted to try to keep the size of this file small just in case you are downloading it onto your phone. Um, or however you're listening to it. So this is the small file size version of this recording. It's about 30 to 40 megabytes total instead of, I mean, full quality, it was two gigabytes, but that's a WAV file, not compressed into an MP3. So this is the small version. If you want the full stereo uh, 320 kilobits per second um mp3 file that'll be on wny brews i'll put that on wnybrews.com forward slash sponge all right so it'll be forward forward slash sponge so to this episode it is a vertical of sponge candy stouts from resurgence going back all the way to 2015 coming up to 2018 uh maybe even a 2014 in there if i if i remember correctly which i might not but the the quick version is I got a tweet from the Buffalo Beer League saying, hey, do you want to come and check this out with us? Jeff Ware is going to run a vertical over at Resurgence. So it was open to me and a couple other of the uh, Buffalo Beer podcasts. So I showed up. I was the only one who was able to make it. But Jeff Ware, the owner of Resurgence, led it and brought out uh, bottle after bottle of sponge candy stouts, which have been aging since the respective years. With me there were Scott, Jill, Brian, uh, Jesse, and Mark. Uh, the Buffalo Beer League were all hanging out and talking about these verticals. First, we went through the sponge candy stouts from uh, 2014 to 2018, and then we went through the barrel-aged versions from 2015 to 2018 as well. And we get into our uh, discussion about which ones we prefer, but the 2018 is a very good one, especially if you get the barrel-aged version. So if you haven't had it yet, now might be the time to go to Resurgence and get yourself a sponge candy stout, an imperial sponge candy stout, uh, and get the bourbon barrel-aged version. So this is the full episode. Again, if you want the full high-quality episode, um, you know what? No, I was I was going to say I'll, I, I'll put up the unedited version, but that's no fun. It's just a lot of it was just uh, empty space as people were filling up glasses or, or such like that. But if you want the full version, the full-quality version, that's at wnybrews.com forward slash sponge.
So I'll let you get into this. Uh, good luck to the people who can make it all the way through the one-hour episode here. And thank you to the Buffalo Beer League for the invite. And thank you uh, to Jeff Ware over at Resurgence for a wonderful evening. I will talk to you on the next episode of WNY Brews. Okay, yeah. Hi, Jeff Ware from Resurgence here. Uh, so we're doing a vertical. We have uh, Imperial Sponge Candy Stout from 2014, 15, 16, 17, and 18. First one we just dove into is our 2014 batch. It's the first year we ever did it. Uh, we were pretty young at this point in our career of uh, making these kind of beers. Uh, it comes off really boozy, in my opinion. You get a little bit of a kind of roasty fig. Um, it's a little thinner than I think our beers are now, but uh, in this category. Yeah, I could, I, I could see the thinness. But you still get, you still get like rich, rich cocoa and dark fruit. Yeah, it is pretty boozy. Maybe a little boozy, boozy, a little raisiny, almost like a chocolate-covered raisin. Pretty, uh, pretty boozy. Yeah, very boozy. I mean, it's, it's thinner and, and um, the liquid, but it's still very coating in the mouthfeel. Uh, now, here's a dumb. This is a dumb beer question. Go ahead. There are no dumb beer <laughs> questions. Like it's a, there are no dumb beer questions. Does the alcohol percentage actually change, or is it just like it comes off as boozier? You mean in terms of aging? Yeah. Is it actual or perception? Is it still, like, it, will it always be 10%? But yeah, like, so once the, it's in a bottle, it's, the alcohol percentage is going to stay exactly the same. Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, you might have a little bit of re-fermentation in the bottle, but nothing that's right. going to drastically alter the So ABV. something else might fall off and the booze sort of, like... I think that's exactly what it is. You have other flavors falling off and that booziness really... Comes yeah. 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 And, like... You, didn't, you probably had no idea. No, no, you probably had no idea what sponge candy was going to do in five years. It's like there's no sort of like no, we there's no reference point like to say like oh the goose goose island like what happens to sponge candy after five years? Yeah, yeah, it wasn't made for that. It was made. Oh, um, it's going to explode. You had a recipe. It turned out good. You kept making it. Yeah. I'm not getting. Uh, I'm not getting any oxidation. No. No cardboardy anything. It's, yeah, because uh, I remember when we did our pumpkin vertical, nice. the, the 2013 and the 2014 were really cardboardy. That beer didn't age so well. It'll be a fun thing to ask is, uh, so what is everybody's expectation of them as they as we get closer to the new one? Like, I would I would assume that each generation is going to get better. As I would we think so. But that's only because I think we get we got we gotten better at brewing. Our practice yeah. got better over time. But I think there might be some hiccups in there or some like things where you're like, whoa. Shit, that's the. So I, I almost I expect them to get richer and like creamier as we go, yeah. as we progress. Yeah, it's been. Yeah. Like, would you say that the sponge candy every year is just got a little better? Or like, just the regular. I think every year, yeah, maybe because we tweak the recipes that's every year, point, yeah. so we try to make it. You know, every year we do a taste panel over taste panel, try to make the recipe better than last year's. Yeah. Uh, and sometimes that works, sometimes it doesn't. You're also dealing with different ingredients every year. Sometimes we you know use the same ingredient load year over year that. It just it doesn't come off the same as the year before. Uh, but I think it's better uh, every year, in my opinion, that we've done it. Just because our brewing press, is, I mean, we've gotten better at brewing. It's an interesting concept, but, you know, because you think if the uh, recipe was static, you know, it'd be kind of more like a bell curve where, you know, it's better after the first or second year and then it starts to, you know, turn off again. Yeah. But uh, you're changing the recipe every time and I mean, they're, mi- they're super minor better, better. tweaks. We've never rehauled this recipe at all, so... It might just be a little bit, adding a little bit of this, or a little, or taking out a little bit of this, just based on you know, 
like, oh, maybe it's a little thin. Maybe next year it's add a little bit more oats. Part of that is like psychological because it's like beer drinkers are like, uh, 2016 was so much better. It's yeah. like, was it? I don't, I don't know. Like, yeah, maybe? That's, that's more perception like, than anything yeah, else. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Right. In part, like, I want the 2014 to be the best because it's like, that's the oldest and like, I remember when I got this bottle. Like, well, actually, the, the, the best set on it for five years. I ever had in my basement was when we drank years. a growler in here before this building was open. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that. The, the super test there, was, match. It was, there wasn't even a floor in here. It was just us and Jeff with a growler on it. <laughs> those were good times. I just found those pictures. Oh, yeah? Everybody gets yeah. a mic. Everybody gets a mic. Oh. We're all mic'd up. <laughs> Do we have a cough button or a sneeze button for uh, profanity? Or? It's all, all let it all hang out. <laughs> so one big one is a spark. If you guys, I mean, I don't know if you want to finish the whole samples here, or we can just kind of like, as everybody's finishing that last one, we can move on to the next one. Yeah, so we start to move on. Start to slow down. So, mm-hmm. you want to pop a fifteen? Yeah, pop, pop, pop the fifteen. Yeah, oh, that smells markedly different. Nowhere near the booze. Wow. Yeah, that, it's like the nose is almost. Different. Yeah, it's like super creamy. Much like a little vanilla. Yeah, much sweeter. Yeah, a lot of vanilla, actually, big, big note of vanilla in there. Hmm. Kind of wish I would have saved some of the last one to compare, but that is completely different. Want to try some of mine? I just want to. We can open another bottle of fourteen if you want. I got two on the porch. I just want to smell them. Wow, those are just. Yeah. The difference. Well, get rid of it because the fifteen's better. Yeah. Just drain pour them. I don't know if we have to go that far, but not as heavy. On the palate, on the nose, I haven't. Way more wow. chocolate. Yeah. Uh, mouthfeel is night and day. Oh, yeah, way, way more, more mouthfeel. Wow. Almost like a way less booze. Almost like a marshmallowy kind of yeah. yeah. kind of sensation going on there. Softer. That's a. It's quite definitely an impressive sweeter. difference. Yeah, it's definitely sweeter. It almost borders towards a milk stout. It does almost taste yeah. like it has lactose in it. Yeah. I think yeah. it's because the other yeah. one was so thin. Uh, very dark. I'll tell you, there's no lactose in any of these beers that we've made. Uh, we've toyed with the idea of putting lactose in it. We kind of go back and forth on the lactose thing where we feel like if we're going to put lactose in something, we need to put it on the label. Agreed. That it actually says lactose yeah. on there. So, I mean, For allergies. I don't think anybody's going to care. I think most people are going to drink it. They're going to drink it. But why not just throw it on there? Because... Um, we actually thought about it. I, one of my favorite beers we make is our Imperial Milk Stout, and we put that right on the label. But uh, I think we do have a bottle of that. Yeah, we have a bottle of that in the offing. Version is, I think, one of my favorite Imperial beers we made. Uh, honestly, I'm not a huge Imperial well, person in general, but I really like that beer. That's 17? Yeah, that's... Uh... This is pretty fantastic. Yeah, this is this is night and day different from the. 14. See, this is why we only have one bottle. The vintage was so yeah, good. The fifteen was so good. We only have a limited run of this. Yeah, so it was a great year for sponge candy. Yeah, it was a, it was a good year for sponge candy that year. <laughs> <laughs> well, the harvest was good. The harvest was strong. I, I almost made a joke about that, but like their recipe, obviously it's consistent. But like there are probably some years where it's I don't know the water's different or whatever they like. Use a different kind of. I'm not really sure of the ingredients of sponge candy itself, but like 
maybe their sugar. sugar is a little different. Like, there probably is, you know. I don't think they're, like, no one's doing a sponge candy vertical right now, but, like, I'm sure it comes out a little differently batch to batch, like, year to year. Like, I think any, any kind of baker or candy maker or brewer or anybody who's doing any kind of artisanal thing is always going to have variation in product when you're doing small batching. It's impossible not to, and uh, I think it's, they can probably get pretty consistent, but I would agree it's going to be the variation in, but it can also be the variation of... Uh, humidity and temperature and everything like that from the time it actually got the spot. Yeah, Should we uh, pop 16? Ooh, yeah, 16 so coming out. Out. <laughs> it sounds good. I don't know what's going on over here. Gonna be hard to top the 15. No, no, I agree. I've added it. It's, uh, well, it'll be interesting to see. Let's there. see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> coming up next. <laughs> Well, it'll be interesting to see because the 15 was so different from the 14. It'll be interesting to see how different the 16 is from the 15. True. I guess in essence, you know what I can tell. Oh yeah, I was gonna say I can tell right away is that there's a lot more head right off the bat when yeah. I'm pouring these. Uh, the last two are really uh, lacking in, in head retention. It dissipates quickly. Why do you think that is? I honestly don't know. To be honest, <laughs> I'd ask that's one of the one of the brewers. To be honest, my guess would be changing the what we added to change the protein structure of the beer, um, or it could just be the protein breaking down over age. Uh, I, I don't actually know the the uh, the real answer. It did dissipate quickly. Uh, but it was a nice color. I think as you see the next ones, I think you're going to see it be more of like a robust, almost like brownie instead of uh, white, white head retention uh, kind of thing you're seeing. So let's dig in here. Oh, is this me? Where's me? Uh, I'm sliding. Doing this so slide. Right, down. Down. There's 16. I know they're all like yeah. onyx black. Ah. So you can't really see a difference in color or uh, clarity. But uh, I got a little bit of each one over here. Well, this has got. Yeah, we're oh, back yeah, to uh, we're back to booze on this one. Oh, this one my, it's, yeah, we're it's back to we're back the, to booziness of the first one. Wow. Much more reminiscent of the first yeah. one with that booze. Wow, it, it, those it, are two. It's almost, it's almost uh, bourbon barrelish. It's it's thin, similar to fourteen. Yeah, yeah, body's a little bit thinner. Doesn't have that vanilla marshmallow yeah. sweetness to it. Not as thick, not as Interesting. sweet. A little bit more fruity? Yeah, I get almost like a plum and fig. Uh, yeah, back to that, that almost dark like a fruit raspberry. Kind of. Yeah. Hmm. A lot of chocolate, but again, yeah, mouthfeel yeah. is wildly different. Good. That dark chocolate. Wow. I think it's got a little more body than the 14, but it's not as... It's, it's nothing like the yeah, 15. Yeah, it's initially not as thin as the 14. Definitely dark fruit, dark chocolate. Someone who knows more than I do, explain explain why the 15 is almost a totally different beer. Jeff? Magic. Well, they have changed magic? the magic. Yeah, it's, it's mostly magic. Um, 
I'd have to look back at the, the brew logs. To be honest, I don't, I don't remember. Uh, yeah. But, uh, I'd have to talk to the brewers and see exactly what we changed. Look at the brew logs, see what yeah, we changed. It's interesting. Obviously, we changed something. That would probably yeah. be. Um, I don't have a good answer for you. I'd have to look and see. Uh, it could also be the way the bottles were aged. It could be where they were stored. There's, I think there's a lot of different things you can go into how it aged over time. Because we don't like all these bottles came from all over the place. So yeah, especially because we're all bringing different different yeah, temperatures so and yeah, I don't get any oxidation out of it. Right. No. Yeah, yeah, leaking or anything like that. I think it was probably just a. It could be just a um, a slight variation in the recipe. It could yeah. be slight variation in the. We just didn't get the extraction that we wanted to get out right. of the rain that year that we got the year before. Yeah. So maybe it came out as a, you know, uh, the wort was a little bit thinner. And yeah. Which I've always said, like, I think I've said this to you, like, as a consumer, I like the variation because it's interesting. If I'm you, that's where you're like, the, the untapped people come out like, oh, it was better last time I had it. We're like, well, this is, we don't have total control over these kind of things, so... Yeah. No, I, I absolutely hate variation in our beer, yeah, yeah. Uh, and that's something I want to take out, uh, just because I want to make it consistently every time. And for me, variation is a process thing. Yeah. Um, there's there's going to be ingredient variation, but usually it's a process thing, where we didn't have something uh, done the right way, or we changed something which we couldn't change and we should have changed. Uh, so I think there's all opportunities for improvement, personally. Uh, well, you but, said it yourself, uh, in reference to the sponge candy, it's, just, it's, it's inherent in... Uh, anything made in a craft style, a small batch style. Yeah, especially going year from year. You know, we hear it all the time about seasonals where we had to do like an October fest. So last year seemed a little bit more malty than this year. Well, you know, that, that grain, you know, maybe we got it from a different farm. Like we're not buying hundreds of thousands or millions of pounds of the grain. So maybe, you know, yeah, we got it from the same supplier, but it could have been on the whole different side of, you know, an enormous farm or it could have been a completely different rainy year versus a dry year. So that same grain might yeah. be just slightly different. Is a sort of maltier beer easier to keep consistent than a, or? I think so, personally. Okay. Uh, but it's, you know, nothing's, we talk about in the kitchen all the time, right? Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you know, not every menu item on our kitchen is made the same right. based on who's making it. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Um, some people make better than others. And I think the same thing is true for brewery. <laughs> Yeah. Where, you know, it's, we're trying to get everybody to follow the same recipe. Um, and I think we've done a really good job of that. Yeah. Keeping that in line. But year from year, I'm going to get somebody who's, you know, especially with maybe, if we want to try something a little bit different, let's give it a shot. And when you're small, like you're giving it a shot is the batch you're coming out with. Right. So, yeah. like, there's, you know, like, it's like, yeah. you tried that. Your, yeah. your small batch beer is your beer. Yeah. Right? That didn't really like, come yeah. out the way we thought it would. Yeah. So that variation we thought was going to make it better. Yeah. Actually made it out of it. Any better, or it maybe made it slightly worse. Right. But we don't really have six ramp up batches before you do it. It's kind yeah. of like this is our one shot. Yeah. Uh, which is why we're actually putting that test brewery in here yeah. uh, so that we can actually do that. So we yeah. don't have to put it out to the market. So this is kind of like a, a flagship beer for you guys. It's in the stores every year. Uh, people know you for it. Uh, it's unique to Resurgence. This so was your, was when your... you decide to make a change to the recipe who gets to make that decision <laughs> that's a great question because uh, isn't it your original recipe this is not my original recipe so uh, the original sponge candy stout was a, a homebrew of mine yeah but not the imperial version uh, so really I mean everything every surgeon is collectively brewed 
Uh, so I don't want to say it's ever one person's decision or my decision. I certainly have a lot of say in what we make. Uh, but there's people here that are smarter and better brewers than I am. And uh, that's why I hired them. Uh, but we make everything collectively. So, I mean, there's no beer that doesn't have input from all of our brewing staff. Uh, you know, myself, even our front of house people. Everybody gets in the brewing process here. Uh, which is always it's fun for me. I mean, ten heads are always going to be better than one head, in my opinion. And uh, I think that's a good way to go to... I mean, wouldn't you guys rather all sit around and put a recipe together than just be like, yeah, let's just see what Mark wants to do. Fair I, point. I love the kegs and eggs events that you guys have, you know, and that's basically uh, letting your, your crew uh, go at it and, and come up with some crazy recipes and, and put it out there for us to, uh, to enjoy yeah, what they absolutely. come up with. It's, it's one of our favorites. And some of them are poo pancakes, right? But some of them are fantastic. <laughs> you know? I would be saying this even if we weren't on the mic, but like... This past kegs and eggs, I thought was like, if not the best one ever. Like, I thought. Told you the candy one would do well. Yeah. So there's, it's, it's interesting. So it's a, uh, we've, we've moved on to, from the kegs and eggs to doing anything on pilot batch system to moving up to bigger batches. Yeah. It's another reason why I'm really excited about building the bigger uh, R and D facility here once we have the yeah. new place going. It takes our pilot batching to the next level. Uh, so we can actually do things with temp control. We can do things with fermentation, everything like that. And uh, it's it's really going to be a game changer for our brewery. Uh, and, and and because you can really make those test batches, tiny commercial batches instead of small homebrew batches. I, I can't wait for it. We're up to 2017. So we've gone back Lots to the way of, of like sweetness. vanilla cherry. Just poured the 2017. Like cherry cordial. Yes. Almost. Yeah. It's it's sweet. Oh yeah. yeah, but it's not sweet like the fifteen. It's yeah, not like, like a we, cherry. Yeah, when you, when you, when you, less sweet than yeah. the fifteen. When you bite into a cherry cordial, what is that stuff inside with the cherry? The uh, the that, vanilla that goo. Ooze, that, that, that goo. That sugary ooze. Yeah, that's what that smells like. <laughs> that's the souls of children. <laughs> oh wow! Delicious. That's what Delicious. makes it good. Wow. Tastes like the souls of children. Yeah, write that down, Brian. Souls of children. S O U L. They're impressively different. Like the the sheer difference between them. I almost feel like this one combined 15 and 16. I can see that. And then added a little bit of. Yeah, like that cherry. Trinity, uh, a cherry. Yeah, it has a. Yeah. It doesn't have quite the sweetness as 15. Like a oh, what do you guys think? That's interesting. I like it. I like it too. It's definitely fruitier than the last batches have been. It was a little bit of spice, um, and then there's that alcohol burn in the back. Bitterness on this one too. Hmm. It's got a nice mouthfeel, not too thin. Yeah, it does. Yeah, it's almost like back to what was it, the fifteen with that that real rich coating mm-hmm. mouthfeel. Yeah. There's a Pearl Jam song playing. You got to be careful with me on the mic. <laughs> <laughs> I might just start going nuts. Kids aren't listening to this, so it's fine. Oh, yeah, you can, if you want to have at it, go for it. I'm fine not to do it. Yeah. Whoa. Oh, 
Cut them off. First spill of the day goes to Jeff. <laughs> At least it's good. Fortunately, this is his place. It's his brewery. Over. It's his brewery. I will pour up the 2018. 17 has the most smokiness to it. It, it is most. It's the most complex, I think. Yeah. There's a lot going. There's a lot going on in there. 17 was a rough year, not for beer, just in general. So, Jill, you have your ranking. What have you liked best so far? Between the 15 and the 17. I'll still have the 18 to go. Still have the 18. I think so far, I think my favorite so far was the, was the 15 with the marshmallow notes and all that. Yeah. I think after that, 18, sorry, 16, because it kind of had that nice raspberry hit on there. Then the, then the 17 and then, and then the 15. 18, I don't know. We'll different. see what, we'll see what happens all with the different. 18. Well, I find it interesting with the last two vintages. The 16 had that raspberry note. 17 had the cherry note. Yeah, different, different, like, little yeah. subtle fruit flavors. Can we use the word vintage? Of course we can. Vintage literally means grapes, so... Right? Why? Does it? Does it? Vint? Vintage? Vignette Is that true, grapes. Jeff? Vintner? Unless it means We're brewers, not... Uh, but a vintage car. Winemakers. Vintners. You're not vintners. Vintners. Okay. <laughs> a word can mean two things. <laughs> Uh, no word means two things. I I wasn't I got I forgot to hit record. Pour fourteen again. Yeah, start over. We're gonna start from the top, scratch everything. Yeah. So is this out yet, Jeff? The eighteen? Yes. Okay. It's almost like compared to that, compared to prior, I'm not getting much off the off the note. Yeah, and those is a little more subtle. It's just straight chocolate. It's chocolate, yeah. I'm getting lo- loads of chocolate. It, it just has that fresher smell. Yeah. Wow, the, di- the difference yeah, in the nose. Of... made this beer probably, it came out about two weeks ago. So. Oh, okay. Yeah. The booze hasn't infused through it yet. <laughs> it's not particularly boozy, though. No, it's well, more it's more straight ahead like creamy chocolate. Yeah, I'm getting just a straightforward chocolate. This is definitely the creamiest one. Yeah. I, think so. I don't know if that has to do uh, with the, how young it is or um, I don't know if it's the creamiest. I mean I, I wouldn't really say it's like the creamiest. Oh no, I gotta taste it again. Alright. I can refer to my notes. I wouldn't say it's the creamiest, but I think it is the most well rounded. Mm. The most really blended flavor. I'm digging 17 it and 15. Have a lot I, think, I think 17 is my favorite. Yeah, 17 so far. So give 18 a year in the bottle and see what happens. Yeah. No, it's, it's very yeah, I nice. 17 I mean, so far. All the beers are really nice. There's not any of these beers that I'm just like, oh, these are terrible. Yeah. But uh, I think I'm going to agree with everybody. Uh, I'm hearing it from my, my right here that 17 and 15 are probably my two favorite. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think that's probably the general consensus. It is wild, the slight variations that are uh, different in each one, though. Keeping in mind, it is a sponge candy stout. So looking for one that tastes like a sponge candy. We don't have any sponge candy here to compare it to. Oh, uh, ball dropped. Yeah. Yeah, we should have got Watson's in on this. Yeah, we should have got, got Watson's a co-sponsor <laughs> on Thursday night. Yeah. Yeah. We, did, we, we kind of dropped a promotion ball there. We could have yeah. got Watson's in on this. I think this is the chocolatiest. Yeah, maybe yes. that's what I was thinking. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 
What'd you say? I think this is the chocolatiest. The fresh. Don't trip over the cords, you said? Yeah, it's the fresh. Well, it hasn't had a chance yeah. to mellow. Yeah. Or, or at least closest totally to the 14 in, in terms of chocolatiness. Yeah, I agree. Like a feel. Like yeah. yeah. Even like for, like for like the 17, I think a year did that justice. Oh, yeah. yeah. Did it really well. I think well. the 17 is fantastic. There's so much going on in there. Is there ever a beer style you would do a vertical the, like the other way? Young to old? Benjamin Button style? What? Yeah. You Benjamin Button Maybe that vertical? Yeah. yeah, like if you... <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Sours gets more yeah. sour. Well, I think, I think goes all, the, all the beers you wouldn't want to age. Yeah, right. So like IPAs yeah. or anything like that. You know, you... Or, or I guess if you did something where you had some like... Some like really sort of like hard to get, like you were working back on old Bourbon County and you had like a 2011, you kind of wanted to save that. Like, I don't know, yeah, but that would be more just like a social psychological thing. I, I personally think the jury's still out on if aging beer is good or bad. Yeah, um, I, yeah, I mean, like, so we just did a vertical with five different beers. And we kind of, we, we like some in the middle and some, you know, yeah. towards the front. We didn't love the front runner. Right. We didn't love the last one. Uh, yeah. There were high points scattered you know, throughout. But that's also recently, I think the 15 was one of my favorites with the 17. And, you know, that's a four-year-old beer now. So, right. Yeah. Uh, I think it changes the beer. I think it, it's almost like a reduction on the beer. Yeah. It can kind of like the, the, the flavors do change 100%. Oh, yeah. Which is really neat to see. So... Uh, I like the idea of aging beer. Um, I like it more for the fun of talking about it and trying it rather than stuff like, like I this. think this beer is good. Yeah, stuff like this. Stuff this. Is, to me, this is a good reason. I don't, I don't know. It's a fun reason to get together and just yeah, be like, yeah. let's bring this bottle out. Why not? Let's yeah, holding it. a fun. microphone and drinking beer. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I drink That's beer. That's it. Yeah, yeah, I just sit on my couch. Oh, I just like to narrate what's going on uh-huh. in my living room while I'm drinking a beer. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm gonna go around out and get another uh, set of glasses here, so we can start the next one here. All right, because I can't. We have to roll There's, this all back yeah. and do it again. Yes. Volume two. There's the next bourbon one. Bourbon barrel. Ah. Sponge candy. Yeah. All right. So we're jumping into part two of this vertical taste test. The first part was the sponge candy stout, and we went uh, 2014 to 2018. Now we're going into the Imperial Sponge Candy Stout Bourbon Barrel Age. We're doing the Bourbon Barrel Age Bourbon. I just said Burble Baron. Burble Baron. Hopefully that one survives the yeah. yeah. <laughs> I haven't decided whether I'm going to edit or not. Dude, Scott, I've been telling you for years not to edit our podcast. Just leave it. Just leave it there. Anyone who wants to listen to the we'll hour can listen to the hour. Yeah. <laughs> That's what we want. Oh, yeah, wow. More of a substantial head. So the uh, the bourbon barrel aged is so born with, with a thicker head yeah. and a darker head, uh, where the sponge candy stouts were pouring more of a, a slightly off-white, like the color of my teeth. These ones are much darker, like the color of Brian's teeth. Color what? Color well, of your heart. I thought that was a good joke. That's a good joke. <laughs> Jeffy thought you were talking about his heart. Yep, yep. <laughs> I don't know. I've never actually stared at Brian's teeth. 
<laughs> I was Black looking right like in the eye. <laughs> Yar. Right in the eye. Get lost. <laughs> so, uh, for real though, the the color of these ones are very similar to the color of wood. Oh, are you? So this is the same beer, a little bit lighter than a caramel. Yes. But uh, yeah, so all these beers are the same, uh, same beer. Uh, different version though. So, well, should I say, you realize I haven't beat the vertical ones with the vertical ones and the horizontal ones with the horizontal ones. So, what we, what we will do. Same recipe each year. Nice At least Instagram. Just, just so made a different batch. Every year we'll make our Imperial Sponge Candy Stout and we'll, we'll come out with that batch mid October. So, it's the market for the holidays. Then, right after the holidays, it's, well, it comes out after the holidays. So, we brew another batch right at like December 1 and then that comes in right after the holidays. It's brewed just to go into barrels. So exact same batch of beer, recipe-wise. Different actual batch, if that makes sense. So seeing as it's the same recipe and it's the same age, it'll be interesting to see whether our preferences kind of scatter in the same yeah, way as right. it did with so the other. Our, our big variable here is going to be the barrels. Right. And uh, So we've learned a lot about barrels over the last five years, and, and we've really found that not all barrels are made the same. And not all cleaning techniques are made the same. So we're still learning that, to be quite honest. We're really in our infancy with barrel aging still. I mean, I, I think we just scratched the surface. Uh, so we found some, don't, some barrels don't give as much flavor. Uh, some give way too much boozy flavor. Uh, and then our cleaning practices, in, when we're scrubbing the barrels to make them clean so we don't have bugs in them, sometimes it takes out a lot of flavor. Uh, so we think we, there's a lot that we can do here. Uh, so... We're excited about the beers. I think uh, 18, I really like, uh, to be personal and honest. So what are the barrels? Uh, this year, so 18 is uh, Buffalo Trace. I think last year, 17 was um, Jim Beam. The year before that was Woodford Reserve. And I honestly don't remember. What was it 15 was. Buffalo Brew or Buffalo Distilling? Or am I wrong on that? We've never done a local. No? Okay. Did no, so. you ever consider putting the distillery on the bottle, like making it? So we would love to do that. Actually, we wanted to do, the idea was we could do barrels from all different people and do all different labels and almost make it like a variety pack. Is that pack like a market that or great. a trademark? But, yeah, but, then, uh, but then, yeah, every one of those breweries, uh, distilleries would be uh, calling us saying, uh, I don't think so. So you, you are you we, a lot of c yeah. Are we going backwards on this? Is this no, 2018? No, this is the 15. This is, this is the 15. Yeah. Uh, up there. Which was the first year for this, right? Yes. Hmm. I'm liking that. <laughs> I'll tell you what, I really I like I may have just smelled the microphone. <laughs> Wrong hands. <laughs> Wrong hands. Uh, you don't want to know what I do with the microphone either. Easy. Easy. <laughs> What's going on down there? Really? Yeah, I'm not looking at that really side of the table. Nose. I'm not looking at that end of the table. Mark was sniffing his microphone for all of you that can't see this. It smells very metallic. <laughs> you know Scott's breath? It smells like Scott's breath. That's what it smells like. Everybody listening knows that, right? A little bit of sweet booze. A lot of chocolate, as I would expect. Sweet booze. Batman. You know, that kind of that... The, the mouthfeel doesn't quite match to what the, the sort of the sort of booziness to it. I thought it would come off a little thicker, but yeah. I think the, the, like the booziness pairs well. Heavier. I think it pairs quite well with it. Like an oak. 
It's actually very sweet in the back end. Yeah. Well, yeah, the 15 was very sweet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I could, I could sip on this for... It takes the 15. 15 was so uh, big on the mouthfeel. Yeah. It's surprising that the mouthfeel hasn't lingered. Uh, yeah. But it'd be interesting to see if that, that residual sugar actually fermented out while it was in the barrel. Yeah. Uh, so you get like a bit of a drier. Now, this might have been what you're talking about when I was in the bathroom. But like, what did you like age them each of the years in? Yeah, Is so it, we didn't barrels. talk about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Barrel. Yeah. You can learn in the podcast. You listen to the podcast. If you learn, if you listen to the podcast, it's available on iTunes, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast. Enormous water barrel. This one was in a shoe for three years. So eighteen was. I think about it all again. 18 was Buffalo Trace. 17 was Jim Bean. 16 was Woodford. I think 15 was Breckenridge Distilling. Yeah. Somebody said Buffalo, but I think you're right with the B. Yeah. Uh, and sounds then, familiar. I really don't remember on 15. I, okay. I just, it was too long ago. I'd have to go look at the books. Hmm. It's pretty fantastic. Yeah, I really like this one. But I, I'm interested to see how they pair up to their non-barrel-aged counterpoint. Right here. Oh. 15. Scott's it. thinking ahead. See how it is. No, if you want to try it, go ahead. Try it. it. What it did, it thins it out. It dries it out a little bit more. Jeff, on the you get a little bit just like whiskey bags. But I'm wondering, yeah, I, I'm, 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 gonna, I'm excited to kind of see how each one progresses, like how, how our notes on the original. Yeah. <laughs> Kind of come through, so that should be. You were the only one of us smart enough to you can be sure this save was made in some from the original point. Yeah. <laughs> I even lined them up, ready yeah. to go. Yeah. Well thought yeah, out. We just kind of drank all of ours. <laughs> it's about drinking, yeah. really. It's beer. It is. Yeah. It's about drinking. So as I was saying, it it thins it out a little bit more. Not much. The mouthfeel on the 15 without the barrel aging is is much is um excuse me is slightly. Uh, heavier. I agree. I slightly agree. thicker. Slightly thinner on the barrel age, a little bit drier with some, some hints of uh, stone fruit in there, some very little booziness, but it's it's yeah, a really smooth yeah. beer. I, I'm, I'm impressed with how smooth. Sometimes the, that barrel can get just too much booze in there. So I, I don't want to cut anybody off, but I figured I want to interject. But this I'm, gonna, is a, this I'm going is a, to anyways. This is a line of a review of this beer from Beer Advocate. It's like sipping on black acorn tea. It's no, like I don't know what that is. Sipping on black acorn tea. Is, is that an I'm actual not, thing? I'm not sure what that is. What kind of I'm, city folk are you that you know what black acorn tea is? <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's not a real thing. Jeff, I live in the country. <laughs> Jesse, can, can you explain to us what black acorn tea is? No. You're the tea guy? What? It's, yeah. I'm, I'm guessing it's a tea made with black acorns. Thick, despondent nuttiness infuses every corner of its being. Whoa, did it what say is it? Despondent? Despondent. despondent nuttiness. This is a review from despondent Beer Advocate of this beer. Despondent nuttiness. We should I'm, hire that guy. I'm pretty sure those words don't go together. <laughs> yeah, right. So He's emotional. He's flipping through a dictionary. Yeah. Yeah. It's way more emotional than Despondent nuttiness only Yeah. <laughs> Mark's a teacher. Do those words go together? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, what does that even mean? Like the nuttiness wants to come forward, but it's just like, you can't. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, maybe. That's how do you, actually. How do, you, so with the other how do you personify an adjective? 
Yeah. It was harder for us to come up with the word like imperial for a sponge can of stuff. Despondent nuttiness. Are you guys want to try 16? Yeah. Pass sure. it along. Thank you. 16? 16 16. Now, as you recall, 16. Oh, 16 had a thinner mouthfeel in the, in the actual one than 15. Correct. Uh, with a, a roasty, smoky quality to it. Mm-hmm. Hello, booze. Less like upfront booziness. Yeah, I think. Hmm. Doesn't coat the mouth quite as much as the, uh, the fifteen. Yeah, better. I think uh, better mouthfeel than the last one. I think. Yeah, it's like this oh, comes across. So you, you, you don't better. get that big uh, bourbony nose on this one. You get more of an ethanol, right? Yeah. Like you just get straight booze. Yeah. But it comes up on the backside, not so much on the nose. Yeah. That's yeah. That. On the nose, you still get a lot of like that like figgy chocolate. Yeah. <laughs> I was wondering what was going on. Know, I was like, Can you Almost that? did it. Almost threw it out there. I wonder. Boozy back. It's a real boozy back finish there. I wonder if that's a reflection of the, not only the barrel, but the the difference in the beer that went into it. Because this 16 was quite different than 15 and 17 when we tried the regular Imperial. I wonder if that had a little bit to do with I would think so. what we're getting. I'm wondering if 17 will kind of go back to that kind of sweetness. Like, It'll ebb and flow like the Imperial yeah. beer. These are, I assume these are all sort of like in the barrel for the exact same amount of time, or like they're all roughly relatively, uh, you know, in a barrel for about nine to eleven months max. Okay. Um, and again, like we're very much in our infancy in barrel aging. We're learning as we go. Yeah. Uh, but again, it kind of goes back to we just don't know. We're, we're so busy making our core brands, we don't have a ton of time to experiment. And barrel aging is something we really want to experiment more yeah. with. Yeah. I mean, honestly, sponge candy, the imperial sponge candy stout and barrels is 90% of our entire bourbon barrel or any barrel fleet. Yeah. We've actually started doing new things like the uh, we did the uh, barrel-aged sponge candy stout. I'm sorry, that's what we're drinking right now. We are drinking the uh, Head in the Clouds uh, and the uh, uh, wine barrels, which came out really nice. People love that. We did the Flanders Red. Which came out really nice in the red wine barrels. Right now we have a head in the clouds and a rum barrel. Put a lot of the milk stout into some different stuff, but you know, some of them we dump right down the drain. They're just not right. We're trying to figure out that right mix of how much alcohol you need to have in there before you get to start souring effect happening. Yeah. Um, we haven't experimented enough with this, so this is all really new territory for us. I'm excited to see where we can take this stuff. But as we get bigger, it affords you the, the ability to going to mess with this stuff a little bit more than we have. Not to mention we have nowhere to put a goddamn barrel. Wallflowers. So. Yeah, I was about to say, uh, are these barrels that we're leaning on when we're playing darts are the same barrels that these beers are aging in? <laughs> yes, a lot of them are. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest. 
I thought these were just for decoration. I mean, they They've got airlocks on them. They're, they're good. Uh, how are you back? Yes, and have, about uh, you. Buffalo Trace. Trace. Then we have Beam. Woodford. Woodford. I just went in the kitchen to grab a napkin to blow my nose, and you're making uh, Tom and Jerry's. In the, so, you guys are oh. Tom and Jerry? Oh, yeah. So, we're going to do, we're gonna do Tom and Beery's this, uh, nice. this season. Tom and Beery's. Uh, I don't know what that is. You know Sorry. Tom and Jerry? No. You got to go to Schwabbles more often. I got to go to what? Schwabbles. I know the cartoon. You guys, you guys are from the South Towns. You know, that's a, it's a boozy concert. Come up to the city coffee. once in a while. I'm on the mic, by the I'm way. I'm in the city all the time. You can teach us now. Go to the place or here. <laughs> Yeah, Tom Boomer, and Jerry's. Boomerangs makes an awesome one. Boomerangs? Awesome. Yeah. I have Phoenix in my jacket. Yeah. What's that? I have Phoenix in my jacket. No, I'm good here. <laughs> Something just got me. Just don't touch that hey, microphone. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so anyone do you Yep. <laughs> so we're going on the 17 now, if that's correct. Because the 17 was one of the favorites of the uh, sponge candy stouts. Being similar to the 15 in sweetness, but more balanced. I often describe the tasting experience in a... 17, if you recall, is the one where pe- people mention cherry cordials. What, what's that term where you, like... Sound. I'm interested to see how this comes out in a barrel. So, we, we, uh, I, no, I don't know what you mean. I like it. Oh, you said the word senses three times. Let me hop back on the mic here. It dried out. Talking to the mic. Oh, like, well, this is, this is almost like a, like a red wine now. I get, I get, I get like a, a roasty red wine. wine. But it's like got a good fruitiness on. to it. Oh, dark dark red cherry. Oh, I can smell color. For the 17 like, like, uh, <laughs> I mean, without, There's also, oh, without like the, the additive of Alistair yeah. or something. <laughs> like a dark oh, red too. cherry um, wine. I don't know. I think there is something. But. Synesthesia. That's what it is. Dark oh, red cherry wine sounds delicious. Listen to this guy. Yeah, yeah, I think, but with a little bit of chocolate and a little bit of... A little bit of roast. Okay, wait, so that's funny. It's not funny at all. No, 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 no. that makes perfect sense. Why is it funny? How am I funny to you? That makes perfect sense. Funny like a clown? That makes perfect sense because the 2017 Imperial was cherry cordial. Cherry cordial. There you go. Almost like a dessert wine. Oh, sorry, I should be on the mic. Not a lot of booze, but, like, I don't know, maybe because the couple of the other ones were pretty boozy, like, maybe in a good way, a little smoother. I get, I get a lot more of the barrel characteristics than the bourbon. Yeah. I get a lot of the vanilla, a lot of the, uh, I think that, that woodiness, that... That nuttiness. Yeah, I mean, it's that yeah. char. The, the despondent kind of, nuttiness in this one is, kind of. is yeah. pronounced. Yeah how, yeah, how is it despondent nuttiness? The despondent nuttiness. Now, I was going to ask, like, <laughs> how, how willing are these distilleries to, like, let their barrels get out there? Yeah, sneak them out. Because, like, a place like Buffalo Trace, like, you're, they're putting their name out there in some way because maybe you're going to say, like, oh, this is a cherry. So they, they, the game has changed over the last five years. So 
Now there's brokers out there that just sell barrels. Yeah. And uh, where there years ago started, they were like, we can't get rid of we these. We'd be and calling now. like Buffalo Trace or everything. Like, hey, do you think we can get like five barrels? And they're like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. we're gonna sell them all to Goose Island. Yeah. By the hundreds. We're no using our hands like suckers. Um, so we really struggled to get them. And uh, now they're a lot easier to get. But the, the question is, how old are they? How long? Have oh, they they're been? easier to get now. Okay. They're easier to get because there's brokers out there that are selling them. Okay. But, and it's just like everything else. Not every barrels. If you want to know, like, how long ago was that barrel empty? Was it, was it ten days ago? Was it two two days ago? Has it sat in a warehouse for right, three years? Right. Barrels are going to dry out just like anything else. How do they clean and purge the barrels? Because a lot of the distillers, like Jim Beam, have found new ways to purge. The barrels where they suck everything, all the life out of the barrel. So when you get it, it's pretty much like buying a flavorless barrel. Yeah, there's nothing yeah. living in there. Yeah, so there's no, there's, there's no, there's no leftover, leftover bourbon. juice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and uh, so even if you have your your product breathing and shrinking with the barrel as it warms and cools, who are we talking to? We were talking to a brewer that said they they were picking up barrels back in the day and they would still have you know a gallon of. of Liquor. So, oh, really? I, I forget who exactly we were talking to, but they would go on a run and pick up barrels from a, a distillery and pour the left, you know, drink the leftover booze out of it. I remember one of the first ones we got, we actually did. So we pulled the bung out and we were just rolling it up in the brew house. And, you know, a good amount of liquid poured out of the bottom of the bung, the bung hole. Like, and, uh, yeah. and we're like, oh, hello. <laughs> <laughs> it smelled amazing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, they probably transporting it, it's cooling, it's shrinking, it's squeezing it out of the wood. And, uh, yeah, but now we get some of them, they're just bone dry. And so you're like, yeah, well, that could be a good one. So uh, that's, again, we're learning this whole process. That's another thing we really need to learn is like, you know, how much impact, and I'm sure it's a lot, does the barrel we're getting have? And how do we make sure the barrel we're getting is exactly what we want yeah. before we ever put our own liquid into it? Is, is there a future where it's like a sort of adjunct, barrel-aged quality? Like, I, I think you, more adjuncts the better, right? I speak well, for every beer can, fan. Well, that's I, a joke. Everybody's staring at me. Like, as, a, as a consumer and probably as a <laughs> brewer, if you could get that same impact without literally having to put it in a barrel, like... We, t- we talked about that this year, and uh, do we just drop bourbon extract in? Is that like do, is that a thing? Like do like you, you can do that? Okay. Yeah, you can, you can get soaked chips, uh, and we're like, well, we're not going to do that. Use the chips, But we're like, well, maybe what if we soaked our own chips? Yeah. You know, or what if we started using local suppliers, and you know, there's other things. Or working with local suppliers to soak chips for us, or we just take it in their barrels so that you know. We are, we're always going to go local. Yeah. Uh, it's just they don't have the... Nobody has eight barrels, and nobody has the time want. So yeah. a lot of the distillery is empty in the summertime, and we don't... But nobody's making a, a bourbon stout in the summertime, right? So... You don't like, like bourbon weird, stouts in the summertime? Yeah. I do. Yeah, Sorry. Uh, yeah, we, yeah, we're trying to figure out better ways to do yeah, it. Yeah, I'm just wondering. But yeah, I mean, it, it's... Uh, I mean, it's obviously, a, the part of it is, like, the nostalgia... I don't even know if you call it nostalgia, but, like... It's cool to see the barrels, like, and I'm sure it's cool to be on the end of like filling the barrels, and but it's not it's not practical from a business standpoint at all. We don't really, we never make a lot of money on these things. Yeah, uh, but it's a cool factor to your point. Yeah, and this is where we talk about like you know I said I really want batch consistency on everything we do, not so much with barreling. 
I really like the idea of single barreling things, and no barrel tastes the same. You know, so you, like, this is what this barrel tastes like, this is what this barrel tastes like, you know, because they're all different, and you can, like, be, like, barrel 109 is delicious. Right. Barrel 82, and eh, not so much. I think that's super fun from a consumer perspective, and maybe that's just me. Are you doing any blending while you, before you're bottling them? So we, we usually do about 8 to 10 barrels, I mean... That's how small our program is. Yeah. And we blend it all together. All right. So what we do is we zip a hole right in the side of each one. We try each one to make sure that none of them are soured. Okay. If we're happy with each one, uh, we'll put that barrel into the batch. If we're not happy with the barrel, the barrel is on the drain. Uh, but uh, the, I'd say for the most part, we've been about 90% successful. Because the ABV is so high on these, we're not too worried about it. Uh, but I will tell you, we've tried experimenting with other beers of ours where... They've all gone down. I mean, we've tried coconut yeah. porter, uh, vanilla cappuccino. Um, you know, the list goes on and on. But uh, they just Brett, Brett B. Pale L in uh, Caustic Barrel. <laughs> it must have, oh, yeah. I might be still be in the back. Yeah. Actually, actually, it is. I think it's pretty sure it's still back there. Yeah, they're using actually that NASA to experiment what Martian life's going to be like. <laughs> it's uh, yeah, it's going on what four or three or four years old now. Like, no one's no one's afraid to touch it. Oh yeah. <laughs> Since the barrel is such a part of the, you know, terrier of these things, do you, do you, like, are you guys allowed to, like, advertise that? Like, this came from these barrels? Yeah, that's are you what allowed I was, to use the That's names? why I was, I was asking, like, how willing the place, like, yeah, like Buffalo Trace would be. Because if you advertise, like, hey, we're aging in... Jim Beam barrels and like are they going to be like oh wait a minute like what if this beer isn't great or like you're putting you I assume you couldn't put that on a label but like that's why I wondered like how willing these places are to sort of like put their barrels out there you know I would assume you guys pay a premium for premium barrels we do have to buy them and and barrels range anywhere from 150 to 500 dollars a barrel. Because I'll see places even on like Facebook. They're like, we've got four barrels. Like, we don't need whatever small places. We're just like, they just want to get rid of them. But yeah, if you want, yeah, put a Buffalo Freeze or like these high end places, I'm sure can. Yeah, I think the bigger guys can contract that and they can uh, set something up. Uh, you know, uh, with those bigger companies, we get cross branded. But it has to be a negotiation. Something we're gonna do. Yeah. Uh, we're, we're so small that oh, yeah. like, nobody ever like as the younger the newer <laughs> local places what's that work through time <laughs> like they're gonna have more let's see if anyone notices you know experience and more barrels to go on there too so and more clout to actually talk oh, yeah, yeah, really? yeah. Yeah. it's always cool if like, you can say this is like a buffalo beer no we haven't done this one like yeah I don't know. ideally <laughs> love to do that I mean, we're talking about that, that local flavor right well um, uh what better than doing local beer and local bourbon? Yeah. I mean, we know we're getting those barrels wet. Uh, so they're coming to us just used. We know we're filling them right away. So we're really going to get the maximum flavors. And uh, that's something we really want to do. We're trying to work with our local bears uh, and local distillers to do. Uh, it's just trying to figure it and line it all up. And to be honest, having the time to do it. I think everybody's so busy right now just keeping their business going and moving forward. That, that that's something I think you're going to see as, as the breweries start to mature, distilleries start to mature a little bit. Everybody's going to start to really work a little bit more because you're not just trying to keep the lights on. Now you're like, okay, let's do some cool yeah, stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It's because we love these beers. Like, 
Why are we doing two of the same? Because Jeff grabbed the Oh, okay. Oh, I'm sorry. This is wildly different than the 2017. <laughs> I can't even describe the differences. The 2020. The Hugh Downs and Barbara Walters. That was leaving. Just tell me right now. That was leaving. Until my kids are asleep. We have a whole other hour we're going to burn. All right, well, you heard the man. Wait, this is politics out of here. This please. is I know. This is 2017. So now we can do batch consistency. Here you go. Oh, here we go. We're, we're on to a new experiment. Okay. What we just had. <laughs> Our host said we had to drink both bottles. Yeah. The fuel, the fuel, not the beer, the band. Sorry about that. Fuel. Oh, you're not. I got that. You're right. not offending any of us. This beer is delicious. It reminds me a lot of the 2017. <laughs> I would agree. It's a lot like the 2017. It's very, very much like the 2017. What are our notes say, for the 2017? It smells like beer. Oh, yeah, Jill says that a lot, too. <laughs> this is the best IPA I've ever had. Yeah. <laughs> so much hops. Have you? Are you guys going to do the uh, Mash on Time Machine again, Jeff? I, w- I would like to. We, so we actually have a bunch of matched on Time Machine that's oh, really? sitting in bourbon barrels. Oh, okay. Oh, probably the better part of 13, 14 months now. Oh, wow. There's probably Is way too going to be like, like 19% that point? We just haven't had a chance to get it out. And, and, uh, yeah. I would like to do that beer again. And um, You should do be, a limited bottle one. It could be garbage at this point. We'll that's true. See. Um, well, why don't we crack into it? Let's see. We could. We want to drill some holes tonight? Yeah. Let's go. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> Who's good to operate a drill? Yeah, just throw some <laughs> Skittles in there. Power and see yeah. yeah. Let's try 20 Imperial beers. And then, dr- yeah, then, and then drill, just start drilling a barrel. Stuff. Yeah, and then just uh, fire up the old power tools. We drilled into the wrong barrel. Sorry. All right. Here's, uh, here's our 2018. 2018. So the 2018 is this year's. Yeah, we just released this two weeks ago. Not even. A week ago. And uh, this came out of the barrels. A lot of the sets still sitting up in the brewery. How long was it in the barrel, though? Here in the barrel since uh, January of 2018. Okay, so it's this 2018 sponge candy stout in... Yes. Okay. Yep. Same recipe. That went in in January and now is coming out two weeks ago. Yes. Gotcha. I'm just, I'm trying to understand the 2018 is still being aged. Absolutely. Okay. Thank you. You got one of the 2018? I don't have a 2018 yet. Thank you. This is 2017. Some up, some upfront booze on this. Wait, so did we move right by the double 17? Uh, yeah, pretty much. Double 17. For comparison purposes. Maybe right. this might have the most like upfront booze on the nose of any of them so far. You alright, Jeff? I'm a dainty chum. You got you got to swallow, not inhale. Oh. Don't tell me how to drink my beer. <laughs> <laughs> I'll inhale it if I want to. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. Uh, yeah, how's that microphone smell? So where 17... Just a chalk me up for that. Where 2017 was was my favorite, 
uh, just straight out, not this barrel is aged. 2018, 2018 mm-hmm. barrel aged. Very nice. Is, yeah. is, I think, better than the 2017 barrel aged. I, I do as well. What'd you say about 9 to 11 months? Yeah. So these went in. Typical um, gestation period? Yeah. I was, yeah. was going to make that joke. Yeah. 11 months, you got to hold it in. Yeah, yeah it's like an elephant's in. gestation period. It's a little <laughs> long. Hey now. You got a rim shot sound effect on there or no? Yeah. no I, I really like this year's batch that came out. I think this might be I my favorite. It came out really oh, nice. See, I'm still yeah. digging the 15. Yeah. So I, I think the 15, the 15, I would agree with you. The 15 and the uh, 18 are my favorite. Yeah. I think you get a really nice amount of um, bourbon flavor in yeah. this one. 18, I like more than 15. It's really? Smooth, it's smoother than the, some of the other 18 is not as sweet as 15, so it might be. It's smooth. I think there's a lot of complexity that's going on in this beer. I, think I really like the age nicely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so I really, you know, I think we might want to try for the, the, uh, for the next vertical. I think what a, a really fun uh, experiment, if we can't market it, would be to take the same beer and put it into five different barrels. I love that. Yeah, that would be uh, cool. just to, so you can see which ones. Because I, I want like a single get, barrel. I think the sponge candy the barrel. barrel itself. Yes, uh, and uh, I couldn't agree. They do more. that. With, they do that with bourbon. It'd yeah. be interesting to uh, see what it did to a beer. So that's it something is, we'll be working on. It is too bad we can't freeze it in time. It's some sort of inert material so that we can actually take the same batch. Well, you could right. do... Years. Uh, we have this conversation. Well, what, he, what, what he's talking about doing is taking like, uh, like, like five different bourbon barrels from different places and putting the same like 2018 in each one. So, so you get almost like a, a, a single barrel whiskey. So, so whose bourbon, who's yeah. bourbon barrels are the best? I guess. Yeah, which, is kind of what and what does each one do to the? Yeah. To, that would yeah, be a really cool. Because we have them at the same time. That's something we argue about at the brewery all the time. That we really argue, but yeah. chat about is uh, it's so hard to compare our different batches of beer because they're they're three or four weeks minimum apart from each other. It wouldn't be great if we could take twelve batches of Head in the Clouds or a certain IPA at the exact same time. You know, so we can compare them. We change yeast, we change whatever. Yeah, so they're always the exact same. So we do, but it's really hard to do that because we don't have the space to do that. Uh, so that's what we're going for with our R&D facility. So we can now we just talk about like in real time. When you're having a beer that's three weeks old versus one week old, is that real time? It's too different. It's a scientist in you. You want to lock down as many variables as possible. Yeah. Yes. Time is a You've got two distinct ingredients. You want to see how they bounce off yes. of each other. And this is a perfect example of how it does change over time. And you look at something like IPAs, uh, that that time frame is so... Uh, uh, the timetable has moved up so quickly. So you know, what might be a year in these barrels is four days, awesome. you know, six days. Trying to, try to convince these guys to come to shore. Are you What did I miss? <laughs> no, just, we hung out with three doors down at Geneseo after one of their concerts. Yeah. They we played, were, played we like tried the to convince gym. them to come to a sorority party at Jill's sorority. They played at a gym. Yeah, they played at a gym. Were you there? You were there, yeah, weren't you? Dust for life at three doors down? I was there. Okay. Yeah. Jill says I was cold. there, so I was Cold there. didn't show up, right? It was supposed to be cold. Yes. I think that's the whole reason we went. It was, was a whole reason. cold, and they didn't show they didn't up. Show. Scooter was sick or something. Yeah, yeah. Are we not on the mic? If you got it, I keep just keep doing this every once in a while. Just grabbing the mic. I don't, I don't know what's. You like being on the mic? No, actually, I didn't, and now it's just like I'm just there. I'm sort of. I'll leaning. take tasting notes if you guys got any. I think you like it. I do. Who's got tasting notes on the AT? I think it's the best one. Smooth, smooth, smooth. 
I still think I like the 15 better. Yeah, I like the 15. The 15 just has a little more complexity for me. I really think this will age nicely. Yeah. I think. I agree with that. I think there's. I think it needs to smoothen out over time, but I still get dips. I don't think smoothen is a word. Smoothening like American Dad. Smoothening. Smooth, smooth out. Smooth out. Maybe. No, I don't think that works. I don't know. Yeah, let's go with it. Let's go with it. I like it. A little bit of oak and vanilla. Yeah. Out of it. So it's, it's just a little more. It's a, the flavors are a little sharper. It was rounded. That's what I meant. There we go. I like it. We got there. <laughs> oh, Jesse, you're, you're so get yourself a bottle of the 2018 Imperial Sponge Candy Stout, which has been bourbon barrel aged. It's a very good beer. It is a very good beer. Get you a bottle of 2018. Recommend the 2018, because you're not going to get 15. Yeah, the 2018 is quite nice. Unless unless Jeff has a stash of 15 aging away somewhere. That are about to go on sale. Yeah, you're not going to get 15. I might have a couple of you guys. We'll have to see what I have in the basement. The only way you're going to get that from Jeff... Is if you hold go a monitor his... cable hostage from him. Yeah. <laughs> you can't to... use the computer monitor right now. I don't know. I like them all. I did like the 17. It was nice. It tastes like a dessert one. Yeah, I missed it. I had to run uh, a restroom for a second. But what was everybody's favorite on these? We have a, we, That's what we were kind of getting at. I was just saying 2018 is... I, I, I like the, the 2015. I like the 2018. Number 15, the 18. Is this your ranking? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I'll give you the ranking. 2015, uh, 2018, 2017, 2016. Mark? Wow. Very different. Jeff? Yeah. Finally, I had to say, by far my favorite is 15. Then 18 would be behind that. And then, uh, who cares about the rest? Like, I, I really love those two. I mean, uh, the other three, I, or the other two, I, I mean, I thought were equally fine. Uh, so, rate them equally, I guess. Uh, but I really thought uh, 15 stood out, and, and 18 was right behind it. And then the other two were kind of, uh, they were all right, but, which is interesting. You know, you talk about aging beer. Yeah, 15... You know? But that one was so much different as a regular version. That one, the 15 was. I, yeah, like, I think the 15 really stood out yeah, both in it the was completely barrel aged version and, uh, and uh, the barrel aged version. It really stood out. It's a good recipe. Or something, 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 something in the 15. special happened there. What about you, Scott? What are you I'd have to go uh, 15, 18, 17, 16. Panto? 18. Oh, 16? And then 17, 15. No. It's very subjective. No, 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 I'm right. You're right. 15 last? I'll put the 15 last. We might have to kick you out. I don't think you're allowed to hang out anymore. Make sure that's recorded. 
<laughs> yeah. Put that on record. This, this man is for the birds. <laughs> yeah, no. I know the thing I love about doing um, any kind of a sampling, especially if they're blind, is you really see how subjective beer is. Well, of right? course. And, you know, so not everybody has the same feelings on anything, so everybody can love anything at any time, which is why it's fun to have so many breweries out there making so many different things. Because uh, it really is up to the, you know, the person that's putting uh, that beer in their mouth. So. Yeah, I, I, I liken beer to music. Music is so subjective, and music changes for even an individual person based on their mood. Everybody's face changes. Yeah. Exactly. exactly. So beer is the same way. Sometimes I want I really want a heavy stout. Sometimes I want a, just a you know a crisp clean we're all, we're all different people. Why shouldn't yeah, really. opinions and tastes Absolutely. be different too? And that's fine. I'm flipping 15 and 17. Oh. It's too late for that. The voting's closed. But still, it only puts 15 in third for me. Yeah. Wait, so what are you doing, Scott? Flipping 15 and 17. Okay. So 18, 16, 7, uh, 18, 16, 15, 17. And a flip-flopper. Flip-flopping. I'm going back and forth as you're talking. I'm going so back and forth. So everything's subjective except for Scott's opinion. Of course. No matter what. Of course. Mine are right. <laughs> Everything is subjective except for mine. Mine are right. Right. <laughs> That's it, guys. I mean, thank you very much for coming in. Well, thank you for this. having thank us. You. Yeah, that was great. Thank you great so much. Some beers that even I this, didn't have this, in my collection. So. This tasting has been uh, years in the making. Many years in the making. So thank you for listening. Once again, thank you to Jeff Ware over at Resurgence and to uh, the Buffalo Beer League for inviting me out. I will talk to you on the next episode of West New York Brews. As always, please check out the YouTube page where I'm doing reviews of homebrewing equipment. The latest review that I put up was a review of my BrewBot, which is a fermentation chamber controller. And I will talk to you next week. As always, this is the Rearview Ramblers with the Can't Buy Beer with Condolences. And thank you for listening. <laughs>